Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. have had a frustrating morning so it'll be fun to take it out on our reality tv conversation yes um (laughs) we have a bachelor heavy episode today um Mm -hmm. later on we're gonna play an interview with alex and sarah franklin of trust the bachelor process yes um very important podcast to listen to if you haven't yet already uh i feel like the bachelor is trying to kill their viewers by (laughs) Airing a hundred hours of footage every week. So much content. It was crazy. And I always I I think that I'm prepared, but going into Monday, I was watching it with friends and we were like, oh wait, three hour episode in a two episode week. I thought it was gonna be like one extra hour on Wednesday because something crazy had happened. Like I thought, oh, maybe here's where someone gets pregnant or something. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's just five out like it's almost like they're trying to burn off the season. Like you know when somebody Yeah, somebody doesn't like a show and then the network will burn it off, which is like they just air it like back to back to back to get rid of the episodes as fast as they can without having to like advertise it too much. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's the case. I just think that they're misinformed on how many hours of The Bachelor I want to watch a week. Yeah, and there wasn't enough uh, buildup. Like in Wednesday's episode, we saw a two-on-one, and I've never seen this in a season because the two-on-one dates are the fun, like instant death dates, mm-hmm. right? Where like two contestants who hate each other have to go on a date, and mm-hmm. the bachelor or bachelorette has to kick one of them off, and it's usually very dramatic. They leave them on like an island or something, yes, and the other two like fly away on a private jet. But this one was between two contestants who didn't even have beef until the beginning of that episode. Yeah. Like, we didn't even see Tammy and McKenna fight until earlier that night, which was still, like, (laughs) so it's just bad. It was like, oh, I don't care. I don't need to be watching hours and hours of this. I also feel like... Peter is not running the show. The girls are running the show. Don't you think the? I think <laughs> Peter is. One of my friends pointed this out. He's so malleable. He. It looks like he's doing whatever the girls tell him to do. Like yeah. When they say we don't like this one girl, he gets rid of them. But it also seems like he's saying whatever he does, whatever the producers tell him to do. Yeah. And that's the shit show that we're seeing. Is he's making no decisions from, as he says, his heart. Right. He's um, doing whatever people say. I also feel like we're watching the girls learn how to manipulate him in real time. Like when he went on a date with Hannah Ann and she was being all like perfect and polished and happy. And he was like, excuse me, like I have to take a minute for myself because it was just too much for him to handle her. Like not quote unquote being real with him. Yeah. And then immediately you see her at the table like, okay, what's my move here? And then she bursts into tears and she's like, I'm sorry, it's just too much for me. And then he gives her a rose for crying. He's like, this is exactly what I was looking for. If you cry to Peter, he'll give you a rose. rose. He wants to be needed. He also feels bad. But I don't even think it's that. Like part of me was kind of grossed out because I was like, oh, is he giving out like all these pity roses? Mm -hmm. And he's not. I think that that... Like, really sad, emotional, like, I need you, be my hero thing is what he's into. And yeah. it's it makes for a boring show because now it's just all of the girls crying and saying what a tough time they're having. Like, anytime, go ahead, sorry. I, no, I just, I thought it was such a bitchy, 
uh, thing when Victoria F. Yeah. was making fun of McKenna mm-hmm. and was like doing a little like bitchy voice, which in her is what her head. regular voice which sounds like. Which is what like. her regular voice sounds like. That's what I said too. I was like, I'm "Sorry, <laughs> whose voice are you making fun of?" Because first of all, you all sound like. This. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just stepped on a one of <laughs> Taylor's puppy's squeaky toys. Oh, anyway, that was funny. <laughs> I was like, "Squeak." Um, yeah, they are everywhere. Fredo runs this apartment. Uh, and so Victoria F. just throws McKenna under the bus and is so mean to her in, his t- in her talking head and is like, oh, this is hard for you. This is hard for you. And then on Victoria F.'s second one-on-one, she says word for word what she was making fun of McKenna for saying to Peter while crying. And I was like, you two-faced bitch. This is also like the fourth time she's cried over nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. She just nothing. knows to cry. And then finally at the end of this one, she's running out of excuses. Because first it was like, I don't like modeling even though I'm a professional model. And then it was like, oh no, this country star I had sex with one time. And now this third one, she's like, I'm just crying and I don't know why yeah and it, we're like N- yeah n- bitch none of us do yeah what are you doing she's like I'm pushing you away and then she came back and was like I'm sorry that wasn't fair to you I made a mistake and I don't want to push you away and he goes <laughs> he's so overjoyed and he's like do you see what you, what you just did there you broke down those walls for me Ew. and I was just like this is I don't think he's ever dated a real human woman before no. like he's you can tell that he's like seen other people try to get real on The Bachelor and he has like a checklist of things he should say in order to try to like have a heart to heart. But having a heart to heart doesn't mean you're just crying because you're in a catty, bitchy house and you're overwhelmed because you're in 10 different time zones yeah. and you're just like breaking down because you're scared you're going to get eliminated. Like that's not how you get to know someone. No. Like it means literally nothing to your relationship. It is the ultimate, the, I mean, every, every season we tease like, oh, my God, these people don't know anything about each other. They yeah. don't talk about anything of substance. They don't even know if, you know, what did Anna say? Like, I don't know if you like mac and cheese yeah. or spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. And, man, Peter doesn't know jack shit about anybody. Like, no. I, 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 I so badly wish when he walks into the room, especially when it was like 10 or 11 girls, that one of the girls would stand up and be like, right now, without leaving the room, name all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Tell us all of our names because I bet he couldn't. I really feel like Peter became the bachelor the way that you sort of win dodgeball in elementary school by just hiding behind everyone and like not saying anything (laughs) and like not drawing attention to yourself. And then you're the last player left and you're like, whoa, I didn't have to throw a single ball and I I won. I guess now I'm in charge. It's fucking crazy. Also, logistically speaking, I just have to say one thing about how he smashed his fucking head. On the golf cart. Okay. So for those of you guys who don't watch, we see security footage of Peter, who's a national television star, (laughs) get in the back seat of a golf cart while holding a glass in one hand and a bag in another. He bonks his head on the awning of the golf cart so hard that it bounces and smashes directly into the glass he's holding. That's okay? his reflex. Yes. Is from bonk to then slam his own head into his hand holding a glass. Yes. So he gets 22 stitches in Costa Rica. It's tough. Um, my question is, as someone who has driven important people in a golf cart as part of my job around before, <laughs> who was sitting in the front of the golf cart? Why weren't they holding Peter's bags? And yeah. why was Peter sitting in the back of the had golf cart? Chris Harrison had to be in it. We know Chris Harrison loves golf because he has a golf podcast. So he's definitely there. <laughs> I That's a very good question. Why the fuck was Peter in the back? I also, I have two things to say about this. 
One is it's so crazy that these girls who are like two to a bed in these hotels who aren't allowed to have cell phones or access to the outside mm-hmm. world or books or anything, <laughs> and they are trapped and going insane. And Peter gets to go golfing with Chris Harrison and get drunk yeah. on days when they're not shooting. It's so insane and not fair. Two, the second thing I have to say is that he made that joke when he sees the girls, he has the bandages on his head, and he tells the story about fighting a puma. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my friend Mary Ryan who believed the Puma story. No, honey. Yes, no, yes, no, no. Yes. Mary is so goddamn gullible. She was like, oh my God. And like, I guess just truly believed that it was I real. might have believed that it was an animal encounter if it wasn't a Puma. I've actually been there before. I've been to Arenal oh, in yeah. Costa Rica, which is like very exciting. It's it's gorgeous. Like there's hot springs everywhere. There's two cans. It's like your idea of paradise. It's Ooh. amazing. Um so maybe if he had picked a din- different animal, I'd be like, yeah, like a monkey could come like smash something <laughs> on your head or whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I was like, this is bullshit. You were wasted and you smashed your drink on your face probably. Yeah. Well, and don't you remember like months ago, there were headlines that were like bachelor yeah. in ER with face injury. Yeah. And I was so disappointed when he showed up in the episode and had the bandage on already. I was like, what the fuck? We don't get to see it. Yeah. And then he told that story and we saw the footage and I thought, wow, this is... The funniest show on television. Yeah. It was so comical. I also really quickly have to say shout out to Mike who when Peter had a one-on-one with Sydney who went home this week Mm -hmm. and she was like, oh my God, I was like, which not, not questioning whether or not she was bullied in Alabama for race because of racism. Like I'm sure that happened. Mm. But when she was like, oh, I was such a loser and I had to eat like lunch senior year in a stall and I didn't go to prom and blah, blah, blah. Mike was like, watch, someone's going to release her prom pictures. And that's exactly what happened this week. Wow. (laughs) Yes, Mike. It just didn't feel, it felt like she was, you know, reaching a little bit with that story. I I didn't even go to prom. Yeah. Girl, I don't get when these people are lying on tv we yeah. all see you yeah and we have the internet we have our you went to prom <laughs> victoria f you went skydiving yeah i don't need your lies um so anyway that's our recap on the 14 hours of the bachelor from this week truly so long all the girls <laughs> so mean so mean I and know. i don't know i mean we're still rooting for basketball madison yeah she's great Ooh, i want to shout out really quick um they had like a stall during the rose ceremony this week yeah, yeah. and i was like some girl i've never seen this before i was like who is sitting down in a red jumper or just tired of like standing in their heels while everyone else is standing up her legs were just like over the bleachers that they have to stand on or whatever and it was Madison. It was and Madison. I was like, I see you, girl. Yeah, <laughs> we see you. We're sitting down at the rose ceremony, too, honey. Um, What about Vanderpump this week? Vanderpump. We saw uh, that very weird sort of out-of-character moment between Kristen and uh, Stassi. Stassi. I'm interested to see how their relationship goes from that place to we know in like real our real timeline, real life, that uh, Kristen's not invited to Stassi's wedding yet. I saw her say on Watch What Happens Live, like, it's a 50-50 chance that Kristen gets invited. Um, I don't... I, I feel like a lot of us have a hard time understanding how you would become such close friends with someone who fucked your boyfriend on yeah. your couch. Uh, or <laughs> yeah. on their couch. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but, like, they've gotten past that, so I'm kind of, like, nothing can break their bond, but something has broken their bond. Yeah, there's. I want to know, I do, I'm invested to see what happens specifically to cause this big fight after Stassi was like, I just need you to know that I'm your friend no matter what. Yeah. And clearly that's not true. 
I I feel sad too because we're watching this thing with um, Kristen and Carter, where all of Kristen's friends are upset yeah. that she's not just breaking it off clean. And it's this sick cycle because, as you've said before, Kristen doesn't have anybody. And so when you're at your most lonely and you're at your most isolated is when you're going to go back to a boyfriend like that, especially a toxic boyfriend like that who's making himself available. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said that he doesn't want to break up with her. And I also, I get the frustrations of Kristen's friends being like, stop, like, just stop. Like, we're here for you. We want to hang out. We want to be there for you. But you are... Lying to us, yeah. Like I think she's just worn them out with so many stories, yeah. sob stories. And then she's not handle. Neither of them are handling it well because then when they fight, she'll be like, "Well, you're just. I guess I'm just not the kind of friend that you need." And then they're all just they're all just bitches. But yeah, I think bummer. they need to get to a place where they just go, Kristen, whatever makes you happy, and then just stop weighing in because, like, if you stop, if you stop giving advice, people will stop seeking advice. You know, like yeah. you, you sort of train them to that you're not the person to come to for that conversation anymore. But um, it makes me sad because Kristen obviously has, I think, some deep like emotional wellness issues. And seeing Stassi say to her, I think she thinks that she's like unlovable mm. in friendships and in relationships. And seeing Stassi say to her like, I'm never not going to be your friend. It made me kind of emotional for them because I was like, you guys literally got past the worst possible thing that could ever happen to a friendship. Yeah. And Kristen still has some insecurities about the way that she's perceived, obviously, in this group. Um, So the idea that another thing has broken (laughs) their relationship apart is like wild to me. And like, we'll see how this goes, I guess. Weddings are hard. They like tear people's relationships apart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's uh, the grown up version of MySpace top eight. That doesn't ever go away of just like picking bridesmaids and all this drama. And then, you have this excuse for things to be about yourself and yeah. to be a little egocentric, but you're also just stepping on people's toes. I don't know. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be real interesting it's to see what uh, happens. Yeah. We need to talk about the old man makeup. We see at this bachelor and bachelorette <laughs> party for Jackson and Brittany that the boys do like movie level, yeah. like insane old age prosthetics. Like they were literally instructed by these makeup artists who applied it not to take it off themselves. I, I wanted to talk about that because that <laughs> looked brutal. Like I've never, I've never done, I can't wait to, I want to so bad. I want to be like a zombie and thriller. Like Ooh. I want like a whole look done, but I know you have to go and be there for like hours ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And they're literally gluing things to you. Mm-hmm. First of all, they looked amazing. They really did. Especially like Jack's from a distance. Yeah. I would not have been able to identify as Jack's. Um, but there were, it reminded me of a few times. This is like, so not even really the same thing, but I've been on set and they've done my hair and I'm sitting and I, and I think like, this is like probably a low maintenance do this is fine. And they'll be like, before you leave set, come in and we'll undo this for you. Like, it'll be like a half updo or an updo or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And there's been two times where I left set and been like, oh, damn. Like, I didn't take my, it's fine. And I've gotten home and not been able to take it out. Why? Like, the, like what happened? They put, they, there's just like, and this is just with hair. Like, something that I think that I have an understanding yeah. of, which is like not the same as these like prosthetics. But there's been, like, sometimes I've had extensions in it that I didn't even know were in it. The things that they'll break, they'll, like, put bobby pins in a puzzle that I obviously can't see because it's the back of my head. And then there's no talking to Tony about it, who I live with, (laughs) to be like, oh, can you help me? Tony's like, scissors? Tony's like, what? (laughs) He was there on the, there was a day I was a bridesmaid, actually, on set for Dave. 
and he visited set because it was my last day. And I went back to the hair and makeup trailer and Pavi, the wonderful stylist, uh, was taking out my do and like had all these extensions <laughs> and Tony's mouth dropped to the floor. He was like, that's not your hair. Oh like my it God. Was, he was like totally He's a director. Away. I know. It's, <laughs> it's his blind spot for sure. But it was so funny for him to be like, oh my God, like this is shocking. And I was like, yeah, this is a whole work of art. But I felt so bad for the boys who had to go to sleep in that yeah. old age makeup and then they're they're like peeling it off with a butter knife yeah. because they they're like itching and burning that seemed so crazy so crazy also so they went to a strip club and they were like dancing there were like real strippers there like yep. making a living strippers. and then they were like look how funny we are like we're going to get on the stage and like pretend to be stripping as old men and I was like can you just let these women like make their money like can you please just get the fuck off the stage you you're literally be? cutting into their weekly income <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know that's true I hadn't thought about that that is yeah that I would be that very annoying, annoying. also I mean, in this not to uh not to uh shame Tony at all I, I have to say like when I worked on the fir first TV show I ever worked on Kat Foster was the star it was like a multicam and mm -hmm. I was like your hair so beautiful like how do you do it and she literally like took off her hair piece she was <laughs> like it's not my hair Oh my god! It was like her hair, but then they add in like a cra an extra. You know where you like put a headband yes. and it's like extra pieces. That's what they would do with mine. They it just looks like, like thicker and longer, yes. even though she has beautiful hair. Yeah. But I was just like shocked. I was like, so every single TV show I tried to emulate, like growing up was not possible because it's not actually anyone's hair. Because it's not real. Yeah. Kristen Bell wears uh, hair extensions, and she has, like, a sh cute little Yeah, bob, yeah. yeah. And it's like, what? what? It's wild. It's yeah. magic. Everything, everything yeah. is fake. Yes. <laughs> Nothing is Nobody real. compare themselves to any TV no, show. No, <laughs> it's too much. Ugh. Ugh. Um, do we want to talk about how Lisa Vanderpump sort of, like, sexually harassed her employee, Brett? <laughs> I don't know. It was very strange. She's like, I get such a thrill from paying a guy to have to, a like very young, good looking guy to like pay attention to me. And it's so cheap for me. And yeah, she was like, it's $100 an hour I for was just a like, hot guy to come to my house. So like, Ew, I don't know. Stop. That was weird. And if it was the other way around, we would be like, whoa, not okay. She <laughs> also had Dana. I mean, we've we've sort of trashed some of the sir food here before. But when Dana listed off the ingredients in that tuna mm -hmm. appetizer, it sounded so fucking disgusting. Really bad. It sounded so bad. I thought she was wrong. Like yeah. I thought the punchline would be, oh, th that's obviously incorrect because there's no. It was like soy wasabi in like a lettuce cup thing. That yeah. Like it was all bad. Like tuna tartare, th things that just were gross. And then Lisa was like, "Amazing, you've been studying up." And I was like, "Ew, gross." <laughs> yeah, because they were looking at her like as if she was fucking it up. And I was like, "Well, this is oh cabbage slaw. There's cabbage a cabbage slaw. slaw. That was it. Cabbage it was slaw, on a tuna tartare." First yeah. of all, and I fucking hate coleslaw. Like you're just putting coleslaw on a tuna tartare, yeah, coleslaw, which is crazy. Tuna tartare, and then there was soy stuff, and there was all this like gross stuff, and I hate. Oh god. When she gross. said cabbage slaw, I was like, now she's just like joking around, and they were like, very good. Yeah, yeah, very good, <laughs> tasty. We'll have four. And I was yeah. Like, Ew, gross. Stop. Um. Yeah. What else? Anything else from this week, or should we get into our bachelor interview with Alex and Sarah? I guess we should get into the bachelor interview, which I'm excited about because it made me revisit such an amazing bachelorette icon. Caitlin Bristow. Bristow. We talk about Caitlin Bristow. We talk about sex on The Bachelor. We talk about <laughs> sled shaming and magazines. It's a good one. Sex. 
yeah. It's it a really is. good it's one. It's really fun. I hope you guys enjoy. But Caitlin did have plenty to say after Monday night's controversial episode. She slept with contestant Nick, and it was all caught on camera. All the audio, anyway. I did not know that everyone could hear us. Um, I think it was probably mics from the camera, because we didn't have mics on. And was that awkward for you, the last night? Was, was that a surprise for you? Uh, it was awkward, yeah. I was expecting some sort of backlash, but... Maybe not this much. Hi, guys. We're so excited today to have my good friends, Alex and Sarah Franklin, who are the hosts of Trust the Bachelor Process. They're bachelor experts, so if you're not listening to their pod, you got to get on that. Um, We're here to talk about Caitlin Bristow today uh, and how she's sort of cracked open the modern version of the Bachelor franchise. Welcome, you guys. Hi. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Thank thank you you. for coming. So let's talk about, you guys always ask on your show how Mm -hmm. people found their way to the Bachelor. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about your Bachelor journey to Bachelor Nation. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yes. Um, We start, we were on the cusp. Uh, (laughs) We were early, early adapter. (laughs) Early adapters. uh, We started 01. I literally remember me and Alex like sitting on the floor of like our living room and seeing a commercial for The Bachelor and us just being like, we're watching that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we were babies. It was That's Alice adorable. Michelle. Um, I think we, we were on it pretty consistently. I can't speak for Sarah, but I probably took about a five-year hiatus and then came back on uh, with Jake Pavelka when I was in college. Okay. Yeah. So that was my journey. Um, is yours? Yes. Yeah, honestly, like super similar. It was like, I feel like in high school, I maybe like dropped out for a little bit and then got back in, in college because it was also this thing that just brought so many people together. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it was, it's like, it was this really weird cultural thing that like everyone knew about. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like all of these shows that we talk about, one of the main reasons why I started watching is it because it became so easy to make friends at work if you watch the shows. That is so 100%. true. Like I literally dread standing in the kitchen and having nothing to say to someone also like putting butter on a bagel. Oh, <laughs> and I, all yeah. of these shows like <laughs> totally fix that. I do <laughs> I remember there was like a night um, when I like after I'd first moved here and I was in my first job and I was staying with Alex and the power went out like across the east side of LA and I was freaking out because I was like I am gonna have nothing to talk to my coworkers about tomorrow if I can't watch the Bachelor tonight. <laughs> I was like trying to find out if there were bars. That, yeah, like, that's so funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. It kind of ends up becoming this party trick if like you can somehow get. The Bachelor out there. In it's the like yeah. it's not unlike sports. Like exactly. it's, yeah. it's exactly. just like the water cooler talk. And like totally. I, I talk a lot about watching shows that my grandma watches, and my my great my great grandma used to watch reality shows, and my all my aunts. Like no matter where we live, we can all text each other and connect about this. Oh, thing. that's but sweet. Funny, which is really cute. So let's talk about Caitlyn. So I started watching Ben Higgins season. I know a little bit about Caitlyn and like some of the more scandalous moments. But mm. tell me your overall impression of her and like what um what personality traits she has that you guys love sure yeah. well she's a feminist icon like up there with rbg Maya yes. angelou and <laughs> <laughs> uh, eleanor roosevelt but um i think what i most like about her um and we've like watched the evolution of the bachelor go from um like being just a bunch of like desperate single people desperately Uh trying to find love (laughs) to sort of evolving into this like shiny veneer of a show where people are just trying to become famous. Mm -hmm. And I think 
Caitlin cut through the noise in particular because of how authentic she was for herself. Interesting. And, like, authentic she was. And in general, you don't get a Hannah B without, like, Caitlyn having right, been there right. to pave the way for her. And yes. even before her own season, I mean, when she was on Crystal's season, um, Alex, what's the quote? Like, the first night she made a sex joke to the whole room when they were like, it was like right after the first rose ceremony and they're all cheering. They're like to the journey. And she was like, plow my field, Chris. So it was like early on. It's like, who is this girl? That's amazing. (laughs) And that's like one of the big things about her is she really destigmatized talking about women Mm -hmm. enjoying having sex and it being a big part of deciding who you want to marry. Right. Yeah. Like prior to prior to Caitlyn's season, and people tend to credit Nick a lot, but it because he was there. But um, prior mm. to Caitlyn's season, sex wasn't something that had ever been talked about. It's been sort of alluded to. Wow, like the fantasy suites, right? You could go and you would imagine what would happen. Um, but Caitlyn had sex outside of the confines of the fantasy suite and actively said the words "I had sex." on mm-hmm. TV and allowed that to influence her decision making and allowed and presented it in a way that was void of any shame which interesting she was like it was actually yeah the season was so interesting because basically night 1 she meets Sean Booth mm-hmm. and she's like he's it that's him send everyone home i know i'm picking mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. so halfway through the season they brought Nick Viall on he didn't even start as a contestant so they brought him on because they had like this history on the internet like tweeting back and forth and the only sort of like like I, she just treated it like as if she was like newly dating guys out in the real world mm-hmm. and then she like ended up approaching Sean to be like, listen, I had sex with somebody else. Like, so it was like having to tell this guy that you really, really like that you're also like dating other people. Yeah. Which is like, yes, obviously that's what we're doing here. We're in The Bachelor, but she like treated it so real. Like she genuinely seemed like she was there to find us. Right. (laughs) And wouldn't it be confusing if you're in her shoes and uh, you know, your worst fear is probably that you're the bachelorette, everyone gets out of the limo and you don't like any of them. Mm -hmm. But kind of a more realistic one is what, I mean, I don't know if it's more realistic, but what happened to her is that a guy came out, she fell in love at first sight and was like, oh no, now I have to do a whole season of this reality show and I know I want to pick Sean, Mm -hmm. so what am I going to do with my time here? I might as well... So, I may as well see what's up with yeah, my other dudes. It would be a waste of time to not, you know, was, test everybody out. What was the behind the scenes story? Because people were very mad that Nick got brought in late because it's kind of like cheating, right? Like it, he could have fucked up earlier on in the season had he been there from the get go. So I would imagine the other guys were pissed off about that. And I, the question to me is, did she like bring him in or oh, did the producers no. do that because they saw it's it was going to be actually really bad it's and she speaks like very very openly about like how manipulated she felt by producers Interesting. so she, Caitlin is so like this is so she was so like real and authentic on her show but even after the show like she's she has her own podcast like off the vine mm-hmm. and she speaks very very openly about like her relationship with this show because she felt so manipulated because Nick was like never supposed to be there. It was like mm. she knew who she wanted. So the show's like, well, we've got to 
fuck some shit up. Yeah. (laughs) She said, too, sorry to interrupt, when I was going down this, like, little internet wormhole of everything about her, she had said that she knew it was Sean. She always knew it was Sean. And she wanted it to be Sean and uh, Nick in the top two. Sean and Ben. Sean and Ben. She wanted it to be Sean and Ben. And then the producers were like, you can't, that's too boring. So so Ben went home. Poor he, went, ben. he made it to the top three, but they also, they were grooming <laughs> him to be the sad. bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they, they basically, she was like, this is what I want to do. And they said, no. Which you, I, I mean, I always imagine things like that happen, especially when like villains stay on for too long. I'm like, the producers are telling them. But I was still weirdly shocked to be like, oh. But she didn't get to have her top two. Yeah. Because she, like, she totally, like, opens the curtain. Like, she's like, no, they told me what to do. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone's always like, well, they're so, like, like, diplomatic about it. They're like, well, I mean, they they help guide you. They say because of, like, how you're feeling, maybe it would be better if you did it this way. And she's like, no, they told me what to do. Wow. She was like, they said I would be boring if I did the things I wanted to do, like, which is so mean. Yeah, Actually, that's how you feel about these people Uh and their feelings. Your feelings are boring. boring. (laughs) Your feelings bore me. (laughs) So what was the... Set the scene around the pre-fantasy suite sex situation and the fallout from it. Oh, my God. Um, So, okay, so just like a little bit that has since been uncovered since the the show has aired. Um, A little bit of context. Caitlin and Nick had been talking, I guess, like over FaceTime for months prior to her going on the show. Mm -hmm. And I guess um, like they were kind of like dating and flirting and they had like a... They had, like, formed an intimate friendship, I guess, prior to them actually having actually met in person. So um, producers find out. They bring him on. Um, At this point, yes, they have, like, their first date. It's their first date with him actually on the show. Mm -hmm. And um, at that point, I think it was probably... It it was so comfortable between the two of them um, that... They got really, really sauced up. It wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't like the typical Bachelor episode where you're just like watching them talk about how great right. they're here and how grateful they are to be there and not eating their food. Like they got drunk and they actually talked. And she was like, "Do you want to go to my hotel room?" And mm-hmm. I think they just kind of let it happen. Mm-hmm. Like it was just it was like a normal date. Where two people get yeah, too it sounds drunk. like a normal date or yeah. like a normal like maybe a Tinder date where there's been a lot of buildup of like talking and flirting back yeah, and forth, right. and then there's that relief when you see each other in person and you're like, oh yes, we're physically attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. She like totally. made it feel real, like she didn't. That's what it, like I was saying with. Like, she made it feel like she was just dating these men in the real world. Yeah. I don't know how she did it. She was not boring. Well, yeah. probably. <laughs> she, was not boring. she was not boring. She threw a rule book out the window, and she just, like, <laughs> treated it like it was just real life. And she happened. there were just a few more guys than usual that you'd yeah. be dating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, really and awesome. to what you were saying before about the buildup, when you're talking to a Hawkeye over yeah. FaceTime, you're not able to, like, touch each other or do yeah. any of that stuff. Like, the first thing that you're going to want to do when yeah, you totally. realize that there's a little bit of chemistry is, like, take it to the next level. Right. Have a couple of shots of whiskey, go back to your hotel room, and then have a little bit of fun. Yeah. With your microphones on. <laughs> so, it's, like, so graphic. You, like, hear the sex sounds. Yeah. It's crazy. You yeah, hear the heavy, it's heavy breathing. Really, it's just nuts. It's also interesting, too, because, like, for most of the other contestants, and I'm sure, like, this is why the other guys were pissed off at him, 
when you go on a first date with somebody, you have to like find something in common to talk about. You have mm-hmm. to break the ice. It could be awkward. You could never get there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you think like, oh, I'll try kissing them to see if we're attracted to each other, but it could go horribly wrong. Like they had already done all that behind yeah. the scenes, mm-hmm. you know? So that was like out of the way and they were just like stoked to be looking at each other, yeah, you know? Way. So I'm sure the other guy, which is probably why it felt like real life, you mm-hmm. know? Because everything else we're watching is sort of like... You know, manufactured, not everyone's going to be a match for The Bachelor, Bachelorette. Um, If I was a contestant, I'd be like, this is fucking cheating, bro. (laughs) Like, if I could have DM'd her on Tinder, I would have also, you know? Yeah. Um, Very interesting. Also, interesting how Nick Vial went from being, like, a villain to a bachelor. Mm. Nick's arc in the the franchise is... I... I can say as of today I love Nick Viall and I'm happy that we like have him yes. in this world and I and I think that he's smart and I am just very aware um I don't know that I would have said that like whenever four years ago whenever mm-hmm. like all of this was happening but yeah he went through the whole thing with like he was like the sweet boy that people were rooting for on Andy's season mm-hmm. to then like becoming a villain immediately after when he was like, why would you have sex with me if you don't love me? Yeah. <laughs> and, then like, and then, and then coming on to Caitlyn's season and being a total villain right. to then bachelor in paradise. And it's like, Oh, we actually get to see like who this person really is, which yeah. is just like nor a normal guy. Yeah. And I, the day that he was announced as the bachelor was like, what it was like a really great like I scream yeah like I, it was so <laughs> exciting but yeah his arc has been interesting I he's so polarized I don't know Alex do you love him yeah I love you, him yeah would you like marry him do you think you would marry him <laughs> do I think I marry oh my him? God, yeah. maybe you guys would here, be kind of a good I see it I'm just saying I saw him at okay I've told this story so many times but I saw him at Whole Foods yeah. carrying some groceries and I feel like it would be a good match for you he's real cute Alyssa thank you so much <laughs> yeah. you have tried to set me up before in the past. Uh, we'll see if it works again yeah um but um he i i don't know i feel like with nick Viall, he has a sensitivity that i'm drawn to and i think he's Mm. very funny and personality wise i think you know maybe we would get along but like with nick i also think it is like you kind of have to be like x amount of hot to ride the ride a little bit yeah he's playing the game he comes as much as i do think he could be he seems like he's a smart charming dude he also is really gotten every little drop of juice out of this bachelor thing in a he's smart way played it he's very he's well played yeah it yeah smart like he's, he's got a, a good job. team or he's got mm-hmm. a good just yeah. he's administrating this career in a really smart way but that also would make him not trustworthy to me to date and i also yeah, yeah. i agree it's like how how hot would you have to be to like lock nick Vial down i, I saw mean, vanessa you would have person. to be you saw vanessa the girl right that he the picked. girl that he chose i like followed her into a cbs and like Literally, like, was she sn- gorgeous? Snuck up on her. Maybe the most beautiful woman yeah. I've ever seen in person. It, it was to the point I was walking past her in the street, and to like, I didn't even realize it was her. I was just kind of like, wow, what a pretty girl. And then I was like, holy shit, it's <laughs> Vanessa. Yeah, she's breathtakingly beautiful. I mean, she's short. 
But if she was tall, I think like it, it would just be like she would walk around and you'd be like, she's clearly famous. Who is that? Who yeah, is yeah, that? yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> talk you have that effect, me? so you should try to. Look yeah, yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah. You're taller than Vanessa. Yeah. You're taller than her. <laughs> do you do you find that people are following you around at CVS? Yeah. <laughs> you know, now that I know to look for it, yeah, I think you should be aware you've got that star wow. power. I am feeling the love connection. Next time I see him at Whole Foods, I'm gonna flag him down and be like, I have a girl for you. Right. Just like wait. <laughs> You could literally just like slip him a phone number and I and like not explain the context. And yeah. I feel like he would be intrigued enough to call it. Okay, great. Oh yeah, maybe. I actually That's a know great where he is like most like there is one spot. <laughs> now it comes out. One spot. It was like so crazy. So uh I'm sorry to out time. him on this podcast, but he is always at Jones on Third in Studio wow. City. Yeah. Always. That is crazy. Just last night someone told me if you want to see celebrities. Celebrities go, go to, to Jones, Jones on Third. That's where I saw Natalie Portman. But, the one, but wow. specifically yeah. in Studio City, I think. You've seen yeah. Justin Bieber there before, right? It's not the one on Third <laughs> Street. Oh, that not, not the one? the oh, one well, in Studio City. Yeah, the one in Color Studio Color Camp and Jones on Third are where wow. you see famous people. Wait, which is the other you one? You know Color Camp, the nail salon? No. Um, oh. it's, there's one in WeHo and one in Studio City, and everyone in Studio City, all the Vanderpump girls get their nails done there. Like, everybody's always there. Yeah. Celebrities Ooh, always there. I, well, I used to live in Studio City, and the Sunday Farmer markets were I mean just filled with celebrities I saw yeah. when I lived in Studio City it's the most celebrity I've ever seen in my life guys people like try to shit on the valley but Studio City is like where Hollywood lives yeah you know? it's true. <laughs> oh my god I, no I love the valley yeah if it wasn't like far from everyone that I love I would we'll like, all end up there <laughs> we're all gonna I end up there the <laughs> if we're, if we're lucky, yeah. I think it's so funny how a few minutes ago we were like do you like Nick and, and you're you like, like I know where he is um, at all times yeah <laughs> like, you were so mellow about it you were just like I guess the answer is yes and now here we are I guess we're married um, so talk to me about set your minds back to a time in 2015 right when mm, Caitlin was the bachelorette mm-hmm. um I remember, and I wasn't watching The Bachelor at the time, going through the grocery store. There used to be this thing called tabloids. Um, oh. <laughs> for were the they young on, kids they listening. Paper? Yeah, they're on paper, like glossy paper, <laughs> like a right? magazine, if you've ever heard of. Um, <laughs> and they would be at the checkout at the grocery store. You would see all the like salacious headlines. And I remember Caitlin being all over them for like having sex too soon. Uh-huh. And there was like a whole slut shaming thing. Yeah. Right? It was yeah. rampant. And, like, to the point where it ended up having, having to get called out at AFR, shorthand for mm-hmm. after the final rose. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chris Harrison, I don't know why he did this, but um, I think just to showcase the kind of pushback that she was just getting from America, just literally for only saying that she's had sex and being honest with other partners about the fact that she was sexually active with other people, which right. is a very responsible thing to do. Um, so I guess, like... Some mother wrote her on Twitter and was just like, you, and I'm sorry if this is like a trigger warning because it's very, very insane. What, he, what she said to her was like, you whore, close your whore legs. <laughs> like, you do not deserve love. Like, was like a basic. I think she sentiment. actually was like, it, it was even like, you deserve to die. Oh, like, no. Like, it was that severe. And the thing yeah. is, like, there's always 
fucking on the show. Like, what do you oh, think always. happens in the fantasy suite? Most of it's the bachelors slept with. I mean, there were there were bachelors that also slept with people before fantasy suites, but it was just never talked about. Oh, Don't you I think see. it's crazy that like if you're that level of a fan of this show or any reality show, aren't you kind of subscribing to the thought that you're watching reality? Yeah. Right? Like if, yeah. if your stakes are that high as an audience member, it's because you are agreeing. Like I think this is a hundred percent real. Mm-hmm. So for Caitlyn to level up and make it even more real and then people from that audience to be mm-hmm. mad is mm-hmm. mind-boggling to me because yeah. if like you're gonna slut shame her and say that she should die like all the like exactly what you're saying sex has always been on the show so by somebody being more honest and making reality tv more real mm-hmm. how do you react that way there, it's crazy there are strange fans like that though in like the competition reality space that once their rule book is thrown out like they get very upset. Interesting. Like, pe- like there are like really, really intense fans of Dancing with the Stars mm-hmm. who like the last season, not this past one with Hannah B, the one before, like the person who won was actually not a good dancer, but he had a cult following. He's a radio DJ. He had a mm-hmm. cult following oh. and all of them went on every single day and voted for him. Oh. And he did a lot of stuff. Like he would run out into the crowd, like things that broke the rules. This and the is- backlash that Dancing with the Stars got from their loyal fans is they were like, this isn't how it works. The best dancer wins <laughs> and they go on stage and they do their dance and yeah. then they sit back in their chair. Like there are like, when it comes to competition shows, I I have People to say, want their rules. so there's something like this going on in the NBA right now with the All-Star game. And so the way the All-Star game works is like it's 50% fan vote, like 25% media. Like there's all different proportions of like how, or whatever, how they choose which team plays on the West Coast team and which team uh-huh. or which players play on the East Coast team, all that stuff, right? Um, there's a Laker right now named Alex Caruso who doesn't look like he should be in the NBA. He's, like, balding. (laughs) He looks like someone's dad, like, whatever. But he's, like, much better than you expected. He's not an all-star, but he's, like, a fun guy to watch, right? Every single fucking time I watch a basketball game, the announcers are like, man, the fans shouldn't get to vote because (gasps) they don't fucking take this seriously. Like, Alex Caruso doesn't belong next to LeBron James. Like, whatever. I swear to God, People are so mad on Twitter about it. And I'm like, people are having fun. Like, chill out. The point of voting (laughs) as a fan is that you're a fan of something. You know? Like, calm down. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. It's not serious. People, it's got to reflect on something, like, obviously bigger in their own lives when you're going to get, like, this upset that your, like, competition show or, like, is is getting, like, a little little switch up. Like, (laughs) you know, like, the end of the Still, still an East Coast team, still a West Coast team, still a winner, still a loser. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny to imagine like what we were talking about uh, before of like the water cooler talk yeah. and using this as something that's like fun, small talk and something that's like light <laughs> and we can all relate to. It, I'm just imagining like Alyssa in like a production office like kicking shit in the kitchen and she's like, did you fucking see this? What the fucking star? Like, like, he like, can't even dance. He can't even dance. He doesn't even point his toes. Like, no, 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 no. We're just... This is all for fun. Yeah. Like, this is all, we're just doing this for fun. Which one of you called in and voted? Which one yeah. of you, who voted last it's night? It's just like, I'm having like a tough day right now. Like, it's like everything I knew, it's different. It's like, everybody, it's this not is the just point. TV. Yeah. Like, it's mm, nuts. I think that, mm. I am I love that Caitlin bounced back from all of that in such an amazing way. Because I think to have like death threats because I yeah. slept with people on my dating show would really, really crush me. And I love that 
she so she ends up uh, with Sean Booth. Yeah, they are engaged for two years. They end up They're, breaking up for three years. Three actually. years. They yeah, end up it breaking was three up. years. They, and then she is like, but it was a long time coming. She said. She said like the last year of their relationship was really tough, and they like knew it was ending. And then she pretty quickly starts dating Jason. Jason, he's hot. He's and really hot. I love. He's he's great. <laughs> I love me, that. Like I, I like them. him a little more. Like Sean Booth is like undeniably hot, obviously. But I just like that Jason's more like like lived in. That's like yeah. my favorite term to describe <laughs> a man. It's like lived li- in. Also, and like not gel in your. Well, actually, I think he does. Use the gel, gel is but like a but funny like quirk that, that he'll like, grow out of. But <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it's like cute that you're from somewhere weird. Yeah, <laughs> so cute. <laughs> He's so cute. I know, he's like I, weird. I think it's so cool that she has stayed, like, she has gone on different podcasts and been like, yeah, I think it's a little, like, from the public eye, it looks like I moved on really quickly, but I really don't care. Like, in my book, I didn't. Yeah. I was mourning my relationship for a long mm-hmm. time. I met Jason at the right time, and now I'm in this really happy relationship with Jason. I love that she's just, like, that That she's very open with it and doesn't feel like she needs to, like, pay her dues with this, like, time of being single and, like, Totally. Not, you know, like, I, so I love that she's just un- unapologetically like dating yeah how did she handle the whole fallout from being like basically told to die exactly (laughs) i that to me is what i find like the best that is where her true character showed Mm -hmm. in that moment because this is also like if we're if we're going back if we're going on a journey back to 2015 Mm -hmm. this is like pre me too movement before there's really language for women sticking up for each other in like the public space like she did not let that deter her from continuing to be who she was like whereas like sometimes I worry if I were ever in that position where I was being shamed Mm -hmm. in the way that she was for having sex or the way that she's being shamed for maybe how it looks her her relationship with Jason being like a little too close or too soon for other people's comfort she has she's not afraid to make an unpopular choice that's right for herself Mm -hmm. and she's not going to feel any shame about it um so yes that's exactly I I just I thought she handled everything completely like totally gracefully. Do you remember what did she just sort of like double down on her choices when like she was being interviewed by Chris and all of that? Yeah, like what was her reaction AFR, to it? She did. Yeah, she just said all these things like I'm not going to apologize yeah. for having sex in relationships. Like I was dating. Yeah. And actually Sean also like super had her back as well. Like um that's really hard to do and very mm-hmm. nice. Well, and you know? a lot of times I think coming off of this show so many couples have an issue with like, oh my gosh, you also slept with them, yeah. whether in the fantasy suites or whatever. You had these intimate moments, intimate conversations. Yeah. And I think that they tend to really struggle with that. It sounds like there maybe was some lingering long-term effects yeah. from like the Nick Vial. Mm. But he was like, it, it doesn't ever appear that he like was mad that she was a sexual Right, she was person. like, look, you, America shouldn't be like, telling you you're a whore yeah so for him to like get up and and not just do the regular like yeah you know what it has been kind of hard but we're working through it which is typically what they all say right he was just like no this lady that tweeted at her is a fucking psycho and is not like the caitlin is getting called like a bad role model to young girls and then it's like well, you like you like shaming people or giving them death threats on the internet mm-hmm. is not a good example for your daughters either. Also, like by the way, a I don't think that I would have been able to watch the uh, been allowed to watch The Bachelor when I was a young girl. Right. So like, like that's don't on let your ten year old parenting skills and our like, parents. Thank you, yeah. mom and dad. <laughs> thank you. And B, like I mean, if you're twelve. 
like you should know about sex. You should know. Like you should know know. sex is part of a responsible relationship. I'm sorry. Like you should. And this idea that like I was thinking when you guys were talking about this that the bachelor is very much originally it was marketed as like a fairy tale, right? Totally. Like a princess finds her prince or like the opposite. And in those stories that we grew up on, like Cinderella never like fucks. She just like gets <laughs> married, you know? Yeah. Like and I know we know she's fucking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so obvious. We know she's totally fucking. Leaving the castle at 8 a.m. the next day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, why were you out so late and lost your shoes, Cinderella? <laughs> Girl, you woke the up writing with was one, always on the wall. You woke up with one shoe. Yeah. We know what happened. You guys were at it. Bringing those legs up on that stairwell. Come on. Um, anyway, uh, so it's it's so interesting to see these people who are, like, so stuck on that idea of the show and, like, sort of our version of consuming where I think that this kind of stuff makes it more interesting to watch as a show and more unpredictable. Uh, breaking the rules on The Bachelor is, like, the, best. the best. Like, when the Colton Benz job yeah. is, like, is, like, up there with, like, the Caitlyn pre-fantasy sweet sex. Yeah. Oh, ben Higgins telling two girls that he loved that. Oh. Like, that sounds wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. That had me screaming. <laughs> I think it's exciting, too, because it's, like, it's not like she was being... I don't know, like, uh, in more recent seasons, we see, like, Corinne will be like, lick Mm. this whipped cream off of my chest in front of everyone. (laughs) And we see these really kind of, like, lascivious, like, really (laughs) hyper-sexual. And, like, I can almost understand more of an argument for against that for young girls, like, like role right. model-esque yeah. wise. I got that. Not this Caitlyn stuff, though, because it's not like she was making fun. She was actually taking sex very seriously. Mm-hmm. Everything was her choice. Everything was very, it's like, it wasn't just sex for sex. It was, like, because she was dating and, like, trying to make the right decision. So that is, like, an even better example and a yeah. nice way to talk about sex. Like, like she like, wasn't getting pressured into anything. She yeah, was no, in control. It's not like she was wasted and made a mistake. None of that. It was all very, like, positive, like, female forward. She, like, you know, she had, like, the say about what she wanted to do with these guys. And yeah. they easily could have been, like, no thanks. Like, I don't think we should do that yet or whatever. Totally. But, exactly. but instead, Nick is so dorky in that scene. <laughs> it's like, we've got to put it on the Instagram it is Because he's, it like, is scary. He's like, He's like cheesing. He's like, really? Yeah. And his hair is so different. His, his head eyes. is so different. <laughs> his you eyes talk, so You see big. a lot on the internet about like girls when they're, they're like first cast photo for yeah. The Bachelor. And then like after a couple of years, like being on Instagram professionally and they look so different. Let's like Nick looks so different. He does. The shape of his head <laughs> is different. The color of his skin is different. His He's hair still is different. Very hot. Yeah. Don't get mad. He's very hot. <laughs> You're talking I badly. Steaming. You're talking I like my head is my body. <laughs> um, but it's just yeah. I, when I watched that clip uh, before you guys got here, I was like, oh my gosh, this is. I know it was 2015, but mm. still, it's wild to see a man change in that way. He's like so LA. He now. has maybe made the biggest transformation. Yeah. Maybe him and Caitlin both. Although, yeah. I will say Carly's hair of Carly and Evan, you know, has got gone on the longest journey you know of anyone. Well, has her eyebrows. Yes. I, but I guess that's under the umbrella. I of have hair. to say, and I've listen, I should preface this with like I've been accused many times on like our show of just like I I focus in too much on how the people look. Like I really No, like, but that's like a, a lot of the point. That's I know, but I've been it. like mean about it. No, it's okay. <laughs> 
stupid. And like, what I'm about to say now is mean. But like, I look at like, I look at photos of Carly and Evan. And I'm just like, okay, wow. Like, you guys really have let yourselves go. <laughs> You have a reputation to uphold, <laughs> Sarah. They wow, have, they have Sarah is kid, disappointed. Six kids at home. Oh my god! Reason. I know, I know, but they like. I don't know. I know. I, I just so feel like, funny. like, like, so, like, Jade's got a bunch of kids. Like, she's got a stylist. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. We are like all for standing up for women on this podcast, and but also, also you better look them. good. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, come on. Like, if you're going to be on Instagram. Yeah, I agree. You have money. Spend it on the right things. What are we doing I It's here? like, I know. Well, I get so I think mean about I, it. Like, Tony will say that people have to, be, like, some people are just professionally hot. Like, being hot mm, is part yeah, of their profession. And so I think, yeah, you're right. There's, like, a bar. If you're going to just get money for <laughs> posting things on Instagram, like, look cute for us. Yeah. <laughs> How you know? Like, listen, I like I don't get paid for posting <laughs> stuff on Instagram. I'm, I'm sure, like... I like I, I know I don't have a space to talk, but I also like yeah like I don't I like can't afford somebody to just uh, like come yeah in exactly. So if you can afford it and you're gonna appear on camera so many times, then fucking use your money and pay for it. No, I'm with you. <laughs> um, I just think it's amazing that this Sport show. Day. You know, a lot of people think it's silly. A lot of people like bill it as like a guilty pleasure, and this is something we talk about a lot. But. Um, like, I wasn't even watching this show, and I was aware that, like, there was a whole slut-shaming uh, storyline on it, and that they were pushing back against it. And I think that's fabulous. Yeah. I think that's so really good. good for women. I also think the way that she's handled it in, like, since the show has aired has been really awesome, because I think she went through this really traumatic thing of having America say all these really hateful and hurtful things about her. She's developed this, like, giant well of empathy and now, like, she's kind of, if like, if you listen to her podcast, Off the Vine, or uh, follow her on Twitter, um, she's, like, very much, like, the voice of compassion for a lot of the people mm -hmm. that are on the show. Like, people like to, it, it, it's very funny, we all do it, but, like, those limo exit nights, like, you see a bunch of boys or girls cry their eyes out, and, like, it's easy for us to laugh and be like, well, you know... You met, you knew him for 30 seconds. Yeah. And, like, she'll be out there on Twitter and be like, you try, like, putting <laughs> yeah. your whole life on hold, yeah. spending $30,000 on clothes, being hopeful that you might find a connection with somebody only for it to be taken away in, also, like, one second. Also, staying yeah. up straight through the night, I'm crying no matter <laughs> what happens. Right. Yeah. She, yeah she's like, yeah, you, have, you literally haven't eaten for 12 hours. She should tweet at me when I say mean things about <laughs> how the women... She should tweet at me, like, Sarah... Carly has freaking a million kids. <laughs> Give her a break. She doesn't have time for shopping. And if, and if it came from Caitlin Bristow, I would listen. <laughs> well, you heard I it here first. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Um, okay, so definitely we're going to plug Trust the Bachelor Process. Comes out every Wednesday, right? Yep, yep. Um, find it anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, what else? Anything else we want to plug? Your Twitter, Instagram, anything? Show? The show you're working on? Your phone on? number for Nick? Oh. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. else, Six, please uh, turn the mic down. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you can keep listening. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram. Um, everybody, but especially Nick, at, <laughs> at Alex Ryan Frank and... Yes, and I'm also on Instagram. I clearly love it. Uh, it's at Sarah Elizabeth Frank. Sarah with an H. No, Sarah Elizabeth Franklin. I think it's my full name. You'll find me if you find Alex. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. You know what? I'm so sorry to tack this on to the end, but it's it could be like a short, quick question. 
We've talked a lot about growing up with sisters on this podcast because we don't have, we haven't had very many guests. Like Taylor and I don't have sisters. We haven't had many guests who have sisters. And you oh guys God. are both sisters. We have one question. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So we were discussing a level of being comfortable changing in front of women in a locker room, right? Oh. Like some girls at Barry's boot camp are like, walking around naked they don't care I'm like hiding in the corner or whatever and I was like I wonder if growing up with a sister and like sharing a room or changing in front of your sister makes you more comfortable doing something like that no I'm still weird about (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I can connect it to having a sister okay Uh, I also did go to an all-girls school that's true that's true so did I yeah um, and I guess we are just different. I don't like. I truly just don't care who sees me. Naked. Right? Okay. <laughs> like, you heard it here first, Nick. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I am so weird about changing in front of people. But I don't know if it's necessarily because of. I don't. I don't know. Like I. I don't know. I think I'm weird. All right. So it's not related <laughs> to sisters. It's not related it to sisters. We did a scientific experiment. Yeah. And we were. We, we found no correlation. And there's All nothing. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>